I'm quieter. Well, on that never test, been, you were. Never been told that. You are. I am such a soft-spoken. Yeah, just call me Michelle. Just call me Michelle, Daddy. Oh, we're recording. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's going to go in the intro. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of The Slab, presented by Cadaver Lab. I'm Mike. And I'm Sam. Dude, what's The Slab? What's The Slab? This is a brainchild that I had that came basically out of my ass. <laughs> Which um, is where your brain usually Actually, is no, it came out of the front of me in like some weird sack that I had to bite open and bleed out. <laughs> weird. Weird. Um, no, but uh, I was thinking, gosh dang it, I don't want to have to wait a month in between. But, you know, there's a lot there's a lot of preparation that goes into each show. Right. And Mike Absolutely. is Mike is involved in a lot of different stuff. So what if we could watch a movie and then we could get together in like it during work hours, maybe during lunch hours, and just record a quick movie or record a quick podcast about a movie that we watched. Absolutely. So, you know, because we, we thought, I was, I'm watching a lot of different movies on my iPod right now, Hammer Flicks and some other stuff. And so just do one that, you know, not really have a topic. But then we decided, why don't we start doing what the fuzz movies? Exactly. So, you know, what that is basically is we watch a movie that either has a part or a plot that makes us right in the middle and say, what the fuzz? And we and we chose we ch- a perfect movie for that. The Mother of All Mothers. The Brood by David Cronenberg. And I'll tell you what, Cronenberg in and of himself could fit almost every one of his movies yeah. into this thing. A yeah. lot, Especially a lot of his older horror movies. But before we get into that, man, um, it's funny because... Uh, we're in this corporate. Well, why don't you explain our our surroundings? It's bizarre. So uh, we're we're in this kind of office type thing where uh, um, we I can come and basically come and go and, and use some uh, uh, wireless access to because I'm in between appointments with clients and things like that. So that's why we decided that we could meet for lunch and, and use one of these boardrooms. So they've got like uh, pop and candy and. Nice room, so we're sitting in this boardroom at a it's, long table with like fourteen chairs, and it's pretty awesome. And you know what? the The thing is, is it's less it's less uh, intimate than it is when we record at regular Cadaver Lab Studios, because usually me and you are looking longingly into each other's eyes, well, like there's that a foot and, away. And, and there's always the risk that because the glass doors are right there, there's a risk that someone could come by and see us giving each other happy ending massages. <laughs> and so we can't do that here. Where right, and, right, right, and right. at your house we could get away with. Right, well, sure, because I locked the door. <laughs> and if you hear any yelping, that means don't come up. Something. Anyway, uh, no, so that's that's. I'm pretty stoked about this. I have to admit, it's a little bizarre being in like such a nice corporate environment. Going to talk about the shit we're going to be talking about today. <laughs> but anyway, I'm I'm pretty. I think this is fun. It's funny because uh, also Sam uh, reserved the room from 11 to 2. Well, we decided to eat lunch till 1:30. So. <laughs> We may be going over time a bit. I, 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 I don't know. What are the rules? No, I asked him if anyone had it after us, and they said no. So I told them I need to tell 415. Oh, okay. Well, good. So we're good well, to go. But I have somebody coming to meet that's, me for an appointment at 3. That, that's fine. I don't, I, don't think we'll, I don't think we'll need to talk about that. We'll be talking that long. If we talk that long, that means that we just reenacted the movie. Exactly. So. Oh, are you kidding me? Our, okay. We could do that. Not I get sure. to be the daddy. No. No, no, no. I get to be Oliver Reed. I don't care what you say. Uh, anyways, uh, okay, so so uh, I got a few topics I want to talk about before we before we get started. But have you? And the first one is 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 kind of a confession Whoa. on my side. It's not that big a deal, but um, have you have you been catching The Walking Dead? No, on AMC. No, I have not. But I saw it, and I there was an episode. I turned it over there and watched about two minutes of it. I'm like, I'm not going to do that because I want to. Right. I need to go back and catch it from the beginning. Right. Maybe maybe I shouldn't talk about it then. So I don't want to. I don't. I mean, I'm not going to give anything away. But I mean, let's just say everybody is loving this thing. Everybody, really? Really? everybody I hear, I've heard nothing bad. And and I'm not. I'm not. And, and, and I'm just. I'm not. I would say that I'm not with that crowd. Mm-hmm. I don't hate it. I, in fact, I enjoy watching it. But you know, when you, when you watch like a Dexter or something, mm-hmm. and um, uh, you just can't wait for the next episode. Yeah. 
That's not how I am with Walking oh, Dead. Oh, really? It's okay. I mean, I, I don't know. It's I, I just was I was hoping that you'd seen a couple to, to kind of get your thoughts on it. But no, it's something I got to catch up with. I mean, and I'm not saying don't watch it. It's a good show. But I mean, it's it's just like. My wife actually really likes it, and so she likes it better than I do. It spends a lot of time building character and whatever, which I guess you have to do, especially since it's it's a you know a series that's going to have multiple seasons and whatever you know whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and you know it's it's I mean it, this has nothing to do with Stephen King, but uh, it seems like F- Frank Darabont has a lot to do with these. And he usually when he directs like a Stephen King novel or whatever, he gets these group of people, and he's so interested in the group dynamics. Sometimes that's that that's like that kind of I don't know supersedes uh, supersedes yeah everything else and yeah. it's like you know I mean the zombies in here are freaking great looking yeah. everything's great looking yeah. it's just that sometimes these these relationships just get like oh, okay fine you know I I don't know and maybe maybe it's just me and and my inability no to, because I I feel the same way about True Blood like I, I just don't like I, I've been watching that and, and I got through the second season and I wait for the third season to come out on DVD uh-huh. and there's some parts that are really good but then there's like a ton more that are just like why am I why do I care so right. much about what their feelings are right. around this, this and that. Let's get to vampire stuff. Or, or let's get, let's get, let's move the story along. It's, it seems like it, it, here, here's my thing. I don't feel like I need to know every little detail about someone's life. Ground. For instance, there's a, there's a, um, um, a scene in I can't remember which episode it was where it's like there's these two girls and their sisters and they're like 12 years apart and they're sitting there talking about their dad and. You know how their dad treated them differently because that's what he felt like the the, the that individual needed and whatever. I was like, I don't need to know that shit. All, yeah. I, all I need to know is that these two are sisters. I don't need to have the, the twenty minutes of of yapping about that. Which you know, and, and I literally, I, uh, I I chose that moment to go. T a d. What does that mean? Take a dump. Oh. But it, but anyway, you know, and I told my wife to pause it after that part was over so I didn't miss anything. I don't know. Maybe maybe since I missed it. And I'm foolish for talking about it, but I don't know. I don't. That's all I'm saying. I, I feel like movies and characters aren't aren't. We don't need to know every detail about them. And most characters aren't even very deep anyway. Mm-hmm. Even after we know that their the, the their behavior in the movie and whatever doesn't really hinge upon how their dad treated them when they were you know a kid or whatever. All I need to know is these are two sisters. They love each other. You know, just like I love my brothers or whatever. You know, it's and I don't need to have twenty minutes of that. You know, it's funny. I watch uh, I watch the soup every week. Kind of, it's just hilarious. Uh-huh. And they were showing this show. It's I think it's called Blue Bloods. It's got Tom Selleck on it. Okay. And they were making fun of it because at the beginning of the episode and at the end of the episode, they sum up basically all this stuff. Uh-huh. And so they just show it, and I don't think they edit it. They just really show it, and it's like this family members group bouncing around. Things like, oh, I was really scared when you went this way and, and when you did this. And then someone else is like, yeah, because I couldn't believe that that person came around the corner and was carrying that and you had to end up shooting him in the leg. Right. You know, I'm just glad you're a police officer. And the kid goes, are you, are you glad that you're a police officer because um, Uncle Jimmy died being a police officer? It's like you just cram, like, all right. this stuff into 30 seconds of this backstory. That I could give a rat's ass about right. anyways. It just sounds so stupid. And I don't know. Maybe I'm being too harsh on it, but... I don't know. I just, and like I said, I still enjoy it. It's okay. And the thing is, is after the first one came out, I was in love with it. Really? The, first, the one on Halloween, I watched it, and I was like, whoa, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. And then it's just, I, my interest has kind of gone down ever since, but huh. whatever. Well, whatever. That's how I am with the event. Oh, I haven't even seen that. Oh, one. man. It's, yeah. Is it is the event a, a C-section? I figured out. <laughs> I, I think that's how it's going to end. Something like that. Oh, okay. Anyway. Oh, my gosh. Um, got a lot of douche stuff coming up. Oh yeah. Actually, uh, we're having a douche meeting tomorrow night. If you're really? interested, uh, I think I don't know what it is about. First of all, Gracie's poppy sent us all this mean email and saying, "You guys, I'm going to come kill you if you don't do another douche cast." So oh, wow. it may be so part of that. We may be talking about that. You know, that guy's a puppet master. He is. Like, he pulls strings. He's, he gave me shit about not being on the forums. And you went on the forums. I'm on the forums. Dude, it's all a big conspiracy, and he owns it and runs it all. Oh, that's scary. That's unreal. That's scary. I never thought about that. I bet he brought the towers down. (gasps) Dude, I know it wasn't the jihadists. I knew it. Whatever. Anyway. (laughs) Um, 
No, but uh, so we're probably going to be talking about that, but we're also going to be talking about uh, Horror Hound Weekend in Indianapolis. And I know you probably won't be able to make it to that no. because of prior family engagements, which are, of course, way more important than this. But uh, Stephen brought up the fact that we might be getting a booth. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, and he's like, well, I, I, my first reaction was, what would we do in a booth? I figure we'll just be douches. <laughs> he says he's going to send his wife around to get people to come to our booth and so we can interview what, him. What weekend like that. is that? I'm not exactly sure. It's usually the end of March, last uh, weekend of March. It'll be. <laughs> I'm actually. If we get a booth, whether or not we get a booth, I think it's going to be pretty fun. These guys know. These guys know that I'm having it. Well, I'm not, but my wife's having a child. I didn't know if they knew. Yeah, and they're, uh, March 26th. <laughs> you know what? You know what the funny thing is? Is I well, think it's then. I think it's it really? like right around there. <clears throat> yeah, that sucks. I'll make it to Indianapolis sometime. That's like that's probably number. I'd say probably 48 out of the, my top. Places to go, number forty-eight. So I'll get there eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're forty-eight. Wanted to go to state with like yeah. Delaware. You know what's funny is my brother may actually be getting a job out there, so I could go visit him. Oh, really? Cool. Yep. Maybe I can go out and save some money on I that. You could. Ooh, absolutely. It's a good idea. It is a good idea. We're such usurpers of <laughs> deals. Yes. Um, but anyway, so look, look out for the. Look out for the douching is what we're calling it, I'm sure. Oh, good. Or it's going to be a large, just, it's going to be the nexus for the douches. Awesome. Should be fun, man. Um, what? Nothing, just keep talking. What are you doing? I'm just going to open up my delicious beverage from being up here. Sweet. <laughs> oh, man, I should have got me one of those. We can take a break and you can go get it. No, I'm, I'm cool. I'll, I'll take one for the road, though. All right. Uh, okay, so let's see. Basically, I wanted to mention a couple of a couple of things. Maybe we should make it a regular a regular uh, uh, segment of the slab. Thing uh, things that uh, really freaking made my day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I mean, Bone Bat has things that piss them off. You know, I'm a much more positive. What did you just say? But the Bone Bat show does a segment called "What Pisses You." Oh off. yes, they do. Yes. Yep. So I figured, you know, what made my day. You know, isn't that positive and happy? Listen, that that's all I try to do. I, I try to be a force for good. All right. Would you I mean Yeah, I I agree with that. Anyway, um I gotta I gotta say a couple things. And at the uh, first of all I gotta I gotta call out uh, Corey from the Midnight from Midnight Corey. Uh everyone knows who that is, of course. But uh he owes me big time. Oh yeah? I freaking retweeted a tweet of his and got ten people to unfollow me. That's all you have to do. If you have people that you want to unfollow you, just retweet Corey, and people will unfollow you left and right. It was awesome. Of course, it was stuff about the the, the ongoing joke with uh, MOZ and all that stuff. Yeah. But I was going to say, that made my day a couple of days ago. His All that stuff he's got going on, you guys have to listen to me. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, and I usually don't pimp a lot of stuff, but it's like that makes me remember – why I listen to podcasts and you know what it's all about. It's being hilarious, and, and he was. Plus, the last his last episode about uh, when he was reviewing um, uh, the Human Centipede, he kept saying the word butthole over and over, which is really funny to me because <laughs> I, you know, because I have that real, ch- you know, I don't know. Somebody says butthole, I laugh, and so there you go. That's good times. <laughs> but, I got something that made my day. Oh, what, what made your day? You know, it's it's weird, but I I have been loving playing. Dante's Inferno. Oh, dude. Oh, I love that gosh. game. That that's, game That's is, one of the only games I've finished in quite a while. I don't even know what the deal is with it. It's just so... It's it's dark, but it's just... It's got such a, such a mythos around it. I just... I, I'm like halfway through playing it twice. I started right over after I beat Satan. Are you serious? Yeah, in the Satan? resurrection mode. So I wasted Satan. Well, it's not that I, hard. He's... What? What? I, I mean, he's he hard, was, but you would think that the, the master of all evil would be a yeah, little did harder. Did you play on it on easy? No. Well, I didn't either. I played it on the middle, and I had to take it down to easy to beat Satan. Oh, no, I beat him on whatever. Oh, I couldn't. It was too hard. Mm. But this time around, with all the new powers that You're I've right. got, because now I have the holy and the unholy. I was only unholy before. Unholy before? Oh, yeah. okay. I, I was only unholy. Yeah, so now I have the and the unholy. I should be able to destroy him on the second, on the second time around. Do you know what sucks? Is it, Correct me if I'm wrong. But there was no reason to be good. Like, when you absolve those people, you come up to them, and then you're like, oh, this yes, is the person, is. he's a yes, heretic. Yes, there is. You do that, right? And, and uh, You do the good. No, I always do the bad. I did, but now that I've gone through, there's a huge reason to do the, the good. Oh, are you serious? You capture their sins. Did you ever do that where you went through and pushed the buttons as the Yeah, that's annoying. Up? 
but for every one of those, it times it by 30, you get extra souls. You get, like, the bonus souls. Oh, are you serious? It's bonus. Because souls. the only reason I wasn't, like, absolving anybody is because I didn't want to play that dicky little mini game. Yeah, well, you'd, you'd get the extra, you get the 600 plus on the unholy. Yeah. But you get bonus souls to buy powers. Really? That's why I should have been, the first time around, I should have done everybody holy. Because I could have built up my powers huge the first time. Really? So this time around, I was like, I'm going to just, I'm going to go ahead and do the, the holy. And man, I have full on everything. Really? Because I got like 1,200 bonus souls every single time I'd see one of those guys. Yeah, but I figure since I was that evil, that's why it was easier for me to kill Satan. That's because... probably true. No, that's probably true. <laughs> anyway, whatever. Or I'm just more skilled. Oh, <laughs> that, is, that is not true. I, you have gotta... the, I have the most nimblest fingers ever. I am a champion. Nobody ever will beat me at Guitar Hero. I, dude, I, I would never even try. I would never even I want to challenge you. Anyway, right. so that made my day. Dante's Inferno, the cool. greatest game ever made. You know what? I, that's one of those games that I came home and I was motivated to play. I always wanted to play it until I beat it. Yeah. And it's like, I haven't had a video game in a long time that made me want to do that. I even have Halo Reach. And I like to play with my friends every once yeah. in a while. But it's like, I don't come home like wanting to finish the game. Well, and I bought Black Ops. And I played that oh, for you? a little bit. And then I, I got into Dante's Inferno. I played Dante's for like... 15, 20 minutes, I, I downloaded the demo, and mm -hmm. I'm like, this is really dark. And so right. I went away from it, played Black Ops for two days, mm -hmm. came back to Dante's, and I've been playing that for really? a week. Well, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, that's good. Anyway. I may have to I may have to revisit that. But uh, I also wanted to, uh, I was listening to Motion Picture Massacre today, and, and Mikey used our used uh, a kick in the balls, he said, to steal a line from us, and Vaughn was all like, don't you steal stuff from Cadaver Lab, they're dicks. I just want to say, listen, Metal Mikey, you can steal whatever we want. Everything we have is public domain. That's right. Use it. Yes, there's no, we, you can say whatever you want. Exactly. You know what, F you, Vaughn. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> oh, I love Vaughn. I've got a good kick to the balls for this one. Oh, good, excellent. Yes. Well, you know, that's really all I've got. Uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll edit in a song later. So okay. they did, you know, like, because we're not going to edit in a song right now because okay. we're in way too professional of a place. Okay. But uh, I'll be right back and talk about The Brood. Recruiting the faded for the war. A legion of uneducated, bankrupt souls. With a lust for revenge. Answering the call from New York, Qatar to Caliph Arabia. Desperation provides fertile ground for religious extremism. This glorious brainwashing where prejudice lies like a crouching tiger, tormenting peasants to they erect an army under everyone's nose. In the end, propaganda destroys their DNA. God help them. All right, and I just want to let you know that uh, um, that song, I'm going to play a Megadeth song. That song dominated. And, you know, I'll tell you, yeah, I'll tell you something. I've, I've been having a hard time recently with Megadeth. I don't know which is better, Endgame or United Abominations. I need to go back. I, see, I have a whole bunch of Megadeth on my iPod, mm -hmm. and I just have it in a playlist, and it randomizes. But I know Endgame because because I got that album, and mm -hmm. it is fantastic. It's awesome. You know what? There's a song about uh, It's Hard Letting Go. Mm -hmm. You remember that song? Mm -hmm. So my daughter, my eldest daughter, we were uh, we went and, and had dinner somewhere, and I said, you can either have the mints that they give you, or we can go get you a Slurpee. Right. And she chose the mints. But then after, she regretted that and wanted the Slurpee. Right. So I played that song for her <laughs> and dedicated it to her Slurpee. <laughs> 
And so now she she was so upset with me and, and just written mad and screaming at me because I dedicate that to the Slurpee. But every once in a while now, because I was so traumatic for her, we just saw that song and I just have to look at her and she gets pissed. That's awesome. Well, dude, parenting with Megadeth as a tool, I, I You were the one great. that said that you would not believe how much Megadeth has influenced your life. My nine-year-old now has been influenced. See, by and there you go. And, and the yeah. thing is, is now everybody she touches has now been touched some in some small way by Megadeth. Yep. Okay, there you go. Everybody, everyone in your lives is, has been made better at one point or another because of Megadeth. Yep. I just want you all to know that. Yep. And right now, for those of you saying no, it hasn't. Bullshit. You just don't know. You're ignorant. <laughs> all right, you're not ignorant. I'm sorry. Anyways, dude, so should we talk about some WTF movies? Let's do it. So, uh, yeah, we chose The Brood. And you know what? I hadn't seen The Brood in a while, and I actually think I heard, I can't remember what it was, but I heard somebody talking about it on a podcast, and I remember thinking, man, that was a screwed up movie. Yeah. And that's why it made the, 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 the inaugural episode of The Slap. It's, it's messed up. Uh, came out in 1979. It was actually written and directed by David Cronenberg, and like we said before, most of Cronenberg's stuff is pretty messed up. Yeah. Awesome, in an awesome way. You know, I'm not trying to, whatever. Uh, Sam, uh, he actually directed Sam's favorite movie, uh, Crash. Yep, I love that show. I know. Mm-hmm. And uh, since he's seen it, I've seen him boning like six tailpipes. Well, it's not the tailpipes. It's every time I get gas. Every oh. time I get gas and make that happen. I get energized. You so so instead of Chevron with Tecron, you're getting Chevron with Simon. Anyway, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, something like that. <laughs> Let's just say I haven't initiated anything, but I let out a little moan as I'm putting the gas. That in. is <laughs> terrible. <laughs> oh, that's just it scarred me because now I think I'm uh, there's something wrong with me if I don't get off on that, <laughs> dude. He'll do that to you. I mean, I've seen I've seen crashes. I'm not a rubbernecker. I hurry and pull over and, and jack one. <laughs> Every time you do that, I like look at the glass. I look at the glass door to make sure nobody's nobody's walking by. I didn't I didn't realize how paranoid I should yeah. be when we record. Oh, that uh, well, you know, Cronenberg's got all the the, the body horror. Have, I mean, have you seen some of his other movies like Existence? And, yeah, I watched and, uh, um, this, one what was that one? Terrible the Scanners. Oh, you don't like that? Uh, it was, I mean, it was all right. I, I'm just, honestly, I haven't seen that. In years, it was so, I can't so slow. At the was end. it? I'm like, they just look at each other, and, and there's brain powers going on. And the people noise. are bubbling. Their heads are bubbling. And stuff. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. And so there were some really good parts. I watched because um, you got to watch that guy's head blow up. Oh, I mean, dude. that is like the most fantastic. So what thing. you're saying is, if you have that animated GIF, you don't need. You can skip the movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. Oh, what else? Did he did. He's done some other stuff too, but, but he's he did Shivers, which was. Oh, that's right. I saw that. Shivers. Yep, and saw he, that. He's done a lot of stuff. He did The Fly. He did okay, uh, yep. He did all sorts of stuff. And there's always like really gross things about the body. Mm. You know, well, not in every one of his movies, but in a lot of his movies. Videodrome? I haven't seen that. Oh, my gosh. That, you know what? We, don't, we won't do two Cronenbergs in a row, but that'll, that'll be, be on the list. That'll be yeah, on the I'll list. I'll stay away from that one. Because uh, that, is, that definitely fits here. In fact, okay. that probably fits here more than The Brood does, really? to be honest with you. Right. Um, anyway... Uh, Let's see, uh, IMDb gave it a 6.8. It stars Oliver Reed as Dr. Hal Raglan, Samantha Egar as Nola Carveth, Art Hindle as Frank Carveth, Henry Beckham as Barton Kelly, who is the father-in-law, Nuala Fitzgerald as the mother-in-law, Cindy Hines as Candy Carveth. You know, Oliver Reed, I've just got to say, is fantastic. That guy, he, he scared me terribly. In a movie called Condor Man, it's a Disney movie, and it's one of my favorite all-time Disney movies. You can't go out and find it anywhere, I don't think. I mean, I've looked a couple times; it's expensive. Anyways, he was the driver in the car with the silver eye, and he was just scary all the time, dude. Just scary, dude. You know what's so funny is uh, Brian, who I do uh, the Hammockist podcast with, is like in total love with him. Like, well, I've, I've got a question for you. Well, let's hear a trivia question. Okay, what was the last movie he was in? Um, was it the, was it that uh, stupid one about Rome and the Gladiator? Yep. I hate that movie. That's one of my all-time favorite movies, and he died before that was actually finished. Oh, he did? And so they had to go back and take some previous uh, film of him and plug it into some of the places at the very end. Like The Crow. That's like The Crow, dude. It was the exact same type of thing. Man, I didn't know that show had that kind of creepiness to it. 
still sucked. I don't know why I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I watched it once. And I didn't like it once, and I won't. I haven't watched it again. And I because I, I saw it five it. times in the theater. Are you serious? I really liked it. I got, why did I hate that? Maybe I'll give it another shot, but I, I really maybe I won't. Um, well, you know what the funny thing is is Oliver Reed has been in his played. You know, it's been. I mean, we all know who Oliver Reed is, and uh, this is probably my favorite movie that he's in that I have seen, only because he in this movie he plays this psychologist or psychiatrist or whatever this this guy who is who. He was, has all these patients come in. He gives them therapy, and the therapy sessions that he gives them, he like role plays with, and they're in some kind of a hypnotic state yeah. or something like that. But the, his role playing with them is some of the most hilarious shit. <laughs> I'm looking at the I'm looking at the glass window to make sure no one's walking by. Anyway, so basically, he he has this new therapeutic way, uh, whatever you call it. It's called what was it called? Plas, plas, psychoplasmics. Psychoplasmics, that's what it was. And basically what it is, is it was this way to um, get bad feelings and other trauma to come out and manifest itself in a physical matter, uh, manner. And then uh, uh, talking about the plot, it, it actually starts out with a guy named Frank Carveth was uh, visiting in on a therapy session. And it's funny because he does it in like this theater type yeah. thing with the stage so everybody can just know what a genius he is you know everybody can watch him work and they're all so amazed and and uh, you know he's got this brand new way to do things psychoplasmics and whatever um, uh, but basically what he has is this compound this, this type of place where he brings in people his, his patients come in they stay there all the time and Frank's wife who is named Samantha uh, no no Nola She's actually staying at this at this guy's compound, and, and she's working through a lot of issues that we find out later. Is, is her uh, her parents, her mom used to beat on her, and her dad wouldn't wouldn't protect her and whatever. So she was dealing with a lot of that stuff, and and basically he he tried to go talk to her, but but uh, uh, Doctor Raglan wouldn't let him let him because she's in some kind of a deep you know a, a part of her therapy that can't be interrupted or whatever. Anyway, um, so Candace Carveth is the daughter of Nola and Frank Carveth. She spends the weekends with her mom and the weekdays with her father. And uh, one, one weekend, she, she, she goes back home with her dad, and uh, she actually has... Uh, first of all, I forgot to mention that when she goes to stay with her mother, she actually stays at the compound, which is kind of weird. But uh, she comes home one particular week with bruises on her back and stuff, and so Frank's trying to figure out what, what's going on. Uh, you know, he tries to talk with his wife, but of course Dr. Raglan won't allow him to see her. You know, uh, he actually drops her off one time at, uh, at uh, Nola's mom's house so he can, you know, go try to, you know, go up to the, the, this compound and try to grab her and, 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 you know, do what he can or whatever. Anyways, it, we kind of see this scene where Dr. Raglan's doing his, his role-playing therapy with, um, with Nola. And this is this time is when she starts getting so pissed off at her mom. Mom, you used to beat me. Mommies wouldn't hurt me. And, you know, so it was so hilarious. You know, they were. They, these, I mean, these were just like freaking priceless scenes oh, yeah. of hilarious hilarity. Um, anyway, um, magically after that, you know, we we don't really know. We I don't know if we're supposed to see a connection yet, but. But uh, all of a sudden, we, we look back at uh, Nola's mom watching Candace and uh, this little midget troll guy. Sephora just looks like a little kid, you know, with like a weird face. Stuff. Do we even see him at this point? No. Okay, so, oh, <laughs> uh-oh. We don't see him at this point, but he murders the mom. And uh, so I'll help can I see. Can I just say? No, please. This is one of the most frightening things that I've ever seen in a movie. And I'm not, I'm not tongue-in-cheek in this. This sent a chill down my spine as I was watching this. And this, this, you know, I was kind of saying what the fuzz when they were doing the little role plays at first. Right. This is one where I literally started looking around the room and thinking, "What the <laughs> hell?" Because they, it, it was, it was scary because there was the knocking on the cupboard, and then right, the cupboard slams open, but you see like this fist with a mitten on it. You know, you, we see movies nowadays where stuff like that will happen, and then it opens up and there's nothing there. Right. It's more scary to me now, <laughs> seeing that there there's some evil shit coming through that cupboard, and right. you can see it. Right. And and that thing up in the corner, like holding itself up in the corner when right. she comes walking in. Right. 
and, and then on the stairs, and you can just kind of see the giant, the big eyes in the background, and it's making this this weird screeching noise. Right. This this really scared me. <laughs> like it really got me. And I and I've watched a lot. I've been watching right. tons of movies. I've been watching them every single night to go to bed. This really scared me, <laughs> dude. And I mean, we ended up finding out what they are, who they are, and whatever. And it's. And they they look. It, the thing is, is they're not like so horrendous. That you you see them from half a mile away, you freak out. It's like they they look like kids, and but just a little bit off, which makes it, I don't know, t- to me it makes it li- just a little bit more bizarre. It is bizarre. It's really scary. And, you know, anyway, I mean, I don't really, I don't really want to. To talk too much about this movie, as, as far as the plot points, but basically, after a while, we start making the connection that every time Nolan gets mad at somebody, a murder happens, and uh, you know, by these little kids. And there's actually one time when uh, these kids actually end up kidnapping uh, Candace and taking her back to the taking her back to the compound, and that's where like the final battle and the uh, uh, you know, the, the freaking freaky as shit. Um, the climax. Giant. What the fuck? Yeah, exactly. The climax happens. Do you want to be with me, Frank? Yeah. Frank, do you want to be with me? <laughs> Frank, do you want to be with me? Yes, yes, I do. You are me. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was like, sweet some boo. What? <laughs> that is probably. Are we going to talk about that? No, sure, we can't. I, here, here's the deal. I don't. I just don't want to. I just don't want to. Uh, I mean, I. I I don't want to say. Well, we have to talk. Okay, about okay, fine. But you, you'll get your spoiler alert yeah. here because uh, I, th- I mean, do you think we need to talk about anything else moving up, moving up to this point? Have I missed anything that you feel like we should mention until the end? Um, just the fact that I, I, I liked this up to this point. I like this movie, but I was surprised that the little things were real. Right. So, like, I mean, there's a medical examiner. Oh, we, yeah, we get to know the physiology yeah, we know of the physio- I mean, it's weird that these things are real and alive. And so it kind of changed the dynamic of the movie for me. Because even though we saw, like, the fist coming in and we saw these things running around this apartment, I'm like, well, they're not real. But then when Frank goes in and finds one. Right. And, and it dies. One right of there, the brood. One of the brood. And then it dies and, uh, and then they they're have the corner going over talking about it. I, it just was interesting that those well, things were real. It, it, you know, it, in, in not, not only is it they're real, but w- where they came from, what their mission was, what their yeah. physiology was like. Yeah. It, it, was, it got pretty interesting. I mean, it, it's... It's uh, it's an interesting topic. Yes. That, that emotions can be manifested Phys- in a physical phys- manner. In a physical yes. Way. And, and and so what a great topic and for a movie, especially for a Cronenberg movie. It's yeah. like who I mean who better to to make these twisted physical uh, abnormalities based on psychological damage? Well, than and it. that's and that's the thing. I mean, we see other movies around this time. You know, you have like Carrie and Firestarter and all this other stuff where. You know, anger and emotions are, are manifested in, in more of a Hulk. psychological type of way. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, I'm that just type of thing. But then, then you get this where it's actual physical manifestations of it's, gr- it's gross. Stuff. It's just, it's it's just it's just like Cron- It's so unique. Cronenberg is is freaking one of a kind. You know, and, and this is just another example of how unique he really is. Yep. Yep. Was he in this movie at all? No, he I wasn't. Didn't see him. No, he wasn't. Yeah. Not that I know of, at least. Yeah, I didn't see him. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Uh, best scenes, like I said, were Oliver doing his uh, his therapy. Uh, anytime that you got a, kind of a, a glimpse at the brood, after a while, you kind of just saw them, you know, in full in all of their splendor, so to speak. Yeah. You know, and I thought it was a little creepier when you only caught a quick glimpse of them, yep. and they looked like kids, but there was something off a yep. bit, you know. But after a while, we actually get to see them and what they are and whatever. Um, but, yeah, dude, let's just say, okay, we're going to talk about the ending, but I, I want to make one thing before we throw out the spoiler alert, yeah. is that, as a note, you never see Mrs. Carvith's bottom half of her body the whole movie right. Until the end. Yes. And I, I had seen this before, and I'd never noticed it, but this, since I knew what was coming up, I watched it and tried to see if I could, you know, see if yeah. any... Let's just say there was a physical manifestation. Yeah, giant cock. Not really, but... <laughs> All right, man, take it away. So, respoil, it's a spoiler, spoiler right Spoiler, tell, tell us about the end. So, here's the spoiler. All right, so we're going along, and Frank is now 
come to the compound to try and get Candace back because he's figured out that 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 the, the brood has taken Candace. Right. Bumps into the doctor, Doctor uh, Rag- Raglan. And and Doctor Raglan now through the movie you can't really tell if he's really good or bad. I mean I think right. he really believes his work is his methods are it's working. Because he's arrogant. Yeah, he's an arrogant dude. Um, so all of a sudden the doctor and you still can't tell if he's turned good or bad because he's like, listen, I need you to go in and talk to Nola, but you've got to keep her calm. Dude, can I mention one thing? Yeah. One of the, one of the funniest parts of, of this movie to me too is, is they have a little bit of a of a conflict. You know when he shows up and uh, when uh, what's his name uh, Frank. Frank shows up and doc, the doctor comes out and they see outside and they start yelling at each other and then Frank turns around and starts walking away getting stu- going, going to go uh, save his wife. Uh, doctor Raglan pulls out a gun and says Frank I've got a gun. Yeah, <laughs> just, just like that. It's like really that's just coming out now. It's like it's like. A face for the freaking one. Yeah. Out of the way, he said it. Frank, I've got that gun. That's just how he. That's, like, that's how Oliver Reed operates. Oh, uh, he's select- I freaking love him in this. He's movie. awesome. Um, so, so they decide that Doctor Raglan's going to go upstairs, and as long as the brood is is mellow, because is Nola's the- mellow, yeah, okay. she controls the whole mood of the brood. That uh, that he'll be able to go in and take Candace and just walk out. Uh-huh. So that's the plan. So Frank goes in, and he is. You can just tell he's just acting. And I don't know what the circumstances were with her going in there, right. but I don't think he wants to be with her. She's just Nola is just crazy. She's a she's so like he's he's got a lie to her now, saying that he right. wants her back. Right. So he walks in and she's kind of getting agitated a little bit. She's got that spacey look and she's talking to him and mm-hmm. wondering why he's there and oh I'm dreaming I can't believe you're here. And then as he's going along, he is just not able to he's not able to to really um, fake it anymore. And they they bounce back and forth between him talking to Nola and then Dr. Raglan upstairs sneaking in. Right. And so you see like the brood sit up and look around and which is like, what the yeah. fuck. <laughs> so anyways, um, Frank finally they have this conversation and she figures out that he's lying. He just can't act anymore and she is lying. He's like she's like, "Do you want me, Frank? Do you really want me?" And he's like, <laughs> he kept saying yes. And she's like, "Then behold." And she throws back her shroud. And she's kind of kneeling, sitting, and there's a giant sack of something <laughs> hooked to her body that's, that's sitting there pulsating. And you're like, what the hell? Yeah. And so then they keep talking, and she lifts it up, and it looks like she's going to go give it a kiss. Uh-huh. And she bites it open. And he's just watching in horror. He bites it open, and, uh, and, and or she bites it open. And then this, this baby emerges. There's blood you know, yeah. coming out. This, this baby emerges, and she... Goes like Catwoman and just starts licking, licking, licking this baby, the blood off the baby's head. And I'm thinking, I I can't believe it. I, I'm ashamed. I'm watching this right now. Dude. This 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 is the most terrible scene in a movie that I've ever seen. And at that moment, I knew why Mike had chose why Mike chose this for this. So she's got the afterbirth hanging there, and uh, and she's she's licking this baby, talking about how. You know they're gonna be together. I don't even know. Well, I just Frank I don't looks even I don't think Frank I, looks how I would look if I was there. I don't think I even remember the next like two or three minutes <laughs> in the movie because I was looking around thinking I sure hope nobody is watching me watch this movie. So anyway, then um, you know the 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 brood ends up getting all ticked off and they kill the doctor and and try and get after uh, uh, Candace and then and then uh, Frank ends up killing. Nola choking her, which he should have done like probably five years earlier, but She's ended up bitch. yeah, but ended up doing it, and then the brood fell down and died, and then the movie's basically right. over, except for they oh. could have done it number two. Did right. they do a second one? Uh, I, no, not that I know. Oh, I don't think they did. Gosh, but, you actually yeah. driving away. All of a sudden, uh, Candace's uh, tumultuous feelings were starting to manifest themselves physically. Oh, so now the spoilers over. In case anybody's joining us again. I bet you nobody turned it off. When people say spoilers, when I listen to podcasts, I I never fast forward, even if I hadn't seen the movie. Well, I think we described it well enough that people are like, damn it, I've got to see that. Hopefully. Well, dude, this movie is, I'll be honestly, I think there's a couple of of segments where it's a little bit slow, Mm -hmm. maybe, and, uh, uh, but between Oliver Reed, the, the, in doing his, uh, his Oliver Reedness, you know, in, in just the bizarre nature of his, how his wife acts, of how Frank's wife acts, it's just so, it's like, what? The whole time you could just, you know, it, it's kind of freaky. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. But, no, but I, this is one of my favorite movies, be, just because of uh, how freaky it was. Um, let's see. I wanted to mention one thing, I mean, that, 
that's all I really have for going through the movie or whatever. But uh, um, I, what, I, what about uh, do you have any of the extra stuff? Yeah, we'll we'll do that okay. one second. Let me. Right. I wanted to mention something and get your thoughts on something. Okay. Um, in interviews, oh wait wait wait. Uh, first of all, just so you know, they cut they cut the licking part out of uh, of a couple of versions and like oh, England and stuff. Really? So so I, I don't know what the status of it is there, but apparently it was so horrifying that they cut that out. They should have. But okay, so there was a, there was a in a movie a documentary called An Introduction to an American Horror Film. It's either that or a book, um, probably a book. He he says the Brood is a reactionary work portraying feminine power as irrational and horrifying. And the dangerous attempts of Oliver Reed's character's psychoanalysis is an analog to the dangers of trying to undo repression in society. Now, listen, I, I, can, I can buy that. It's just a theory. Yeah. Right? But I don't know how much credence you can give to, to, to one person's uh, their, their view into it and their interpretation of it. Because if you think about it, this could be, this could, this could be so many things. And, I mean, it could mean something different to me when I saw it in 1979, which I didn't. But, I mean, if I saw it in what was going on in the world as opposed to now. And uh, th- I, the one thing I like about this movie is if you sit here and you think about it, it can, you can try to interpret things. And, I mean, who knows if you're ever right. You know, the only thing that I think we know is that this, part of this was partially based off of a, a nasty custody battle that actually Cronenberg went through himself. But as far as one of the best things about this movie is after you watch it, you can sit there and think about it. You know, think, well, what? I wonder what this, you know, this blah, blah, blah. Or you could just say, holy shit, that was one scary-ass, mm-hmm. sick-ass movie. Mm-hmm. You know, well, whatever. I don't know. You know, I could see that. I, I remember, I always go back to when we had to read Lord of the Flies in high school. Right. And we broke that thing down, you know, six ways to Sunday. I don't even know if I just said that saying right. But anyways, <laughs> we broke that thing down, and there were all these themes. There was like 13 different themes that were going on in this book. And and that was the first time where I kind of, you know, you start thinking on your own. Right. my teachers are full of shit. <laughs> because I'm like, you you are telling me that this author wrote this book at 13 different levels? Well, and was thinking about that? Well, it, I th- in my opinion, it all depends on how you present it. Because if you're telling somebody that this is what that means, then you're full of shit. But that's what I'm saying. Is that, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't remember. I mean, I, I did it the same thing. It wasn't that, oh, this, you know, you could interpret it. It was, these are the themes that are associated with well, this. And there's did, a sexual theme. Did they a, talk about, did they talk with the author? And, I mean, is this what he said? I don't, I don't know. Because I, I, I wonder, because obviously this movie, in, in Lord of the Flies is another good example, you know, is is uh, it? It can mean a bunch of different things to a bunch of different people, that, and that's what I mean. And and the, and the thing is, is I mean, maybe they were just trying to teach you what it was to the person who actually created it and wrote it, which is fine, you know. But I think I think in a, in a work of uh, yeah, I mean, I I use the word art lightly because mm-hmm. I mean, this is obviously exploitation horror movie yeah. meant to shock. Right. But I think this ha- this this works on a whole different level as a lot of horror movies. You know, I mean, you, you could freaking break down Friday the Thirteenth, yeah, and say, oh, well, this is what this meant. And this is what That's you could point. if you wanted to. In fact, it's it's fun to do. I'm sure you know, yeah, in certain circumstances. But I just I think it's I, I think that. People who do that and put too much weight into their opinions, well, I, I have a rough time. I, I think the problem, more likely, because this is how I would operate, it's kind of like what I said, what impressed me about the movie. It's like, man, how cool is that to think about, that emotions could be right. uh, expressed in a physical way. Right. Something physically would happen to come, you know, act out your emotions. Right. That, I mean, and so you, you do a movie that way, but then I think that, that probably what goes along with that, what got you to that thought process are probably the same things, themes that people are talking about that you were trying to convey in the first place. If right. that makes sense. You weren't trying to do it. Right. But it just happens that the subject matter and the way you're presenting it. Well, this is obviously things. an analogy for the Vietnam but, War. But, but you're not going into it thinking, oh, I need to. Exactly. This is about female power and how they're irrational. He's not thinking. I don't think he's thinking about that. It just happens to be a byproduct. I happen to agree story. with that. Yeah. But no, that doesn't I mean I'm that. just. <laughs> no, I agree with that. You know, if women would just chill out, they wouldn't have uh, their periods every month. Right, because that all that is is you know what that is. That's a physical manifestation of having to deal with shits like me. That's right. Once a month, I'm surprised she doesn't have like ten periods a month. Or they're about to turn into a werewolf. Holy shit! Yeah, I'd much rather have a werewolf than my <laughs> gross tampon in the garbage. Oh, what? Sick. Anyway, 
Oh, and we have digressed. Yes, always. But anyway, so what do you got for us? A couple things. What did I learn? Don't trust dudes with perms. Shit was prevalent in this movie. It's about that time of time of history when dudes with perms and weird clothes, like really tight perms, yeah, bizarre. Just, oh, man, I mean, I remember when uh, Mike Brady. Mike Brady. That's exactly what I was going to say. Went to that. <laughs> yeah. I thought the same thing when I saw. I even said to my wife, "Hey, look, it's Mike Brady." <laughs> and you talked about the doctor that came yeah. in right there. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing is, and this is seriously what I learned. This is something I learned. It's scary to see cupboards open with hands doing it rather than <laughs> right. not seeing it. That really freaked me out. <laughs> um, I really didn't have a who else said that for this. I mean, there was a whole bunch of mommy and daddy talk. Oh, and I, so I just thought that that. I'm not going to go there on this. So I really tried to listen for something and uh-huh. couldn't get anything. That's cool, man. Come on. It, it touches. I, I, you just didn't want to have nipples all over thinking about oh it. Who else did that, right? But then I have a kick to the balls. Let's hear it. The kick to the balls goes to the corner for <laughs> okay. for smirking and getting off, talking about uh, uh, deformed genitalia. Oh, okay. Deformed sex organs. He, like, kind of smirked when he was talking about it. I'm like, dude, do you, is that fantastic if that- you see junk that gets trashed before it comes in? I mean. We we're gonna revoke the the bracelet that we sent in. That's right. He, we want it yeah. back, bitch. Yeah. yeah. So that that's a, he gets a kick in the balls for me. <laughs> um, six degrees. Oliver Reed was in Gladiator with Joaquin Phoenix, who was in Brother Bear with Michael Clark Duncan, and Sin City with Josh Hartnett and Virgin Suicide Kirsten Dunst. And with Bruce Campbell and Spider Man. Oh, okay. I was like, you said Kirsten Dunst, I and like I totally. I figure everybody knows. Right. I've got to. I've got to start getting creative with those again. Oh man. Well, I got to. I got to be honest with you. This is. I mean, short but sweet. Ugh. I think. I don't know about sweet. I didn't get to lick the baby's head. That's really gross. That's that's terribly, terribly gross. Terribly offensive. Uh. Anyway, so we can start thinking about other movies to do. If anybody has I, any um, suggestions, I, I wanted to talk about something. Okay. I watched a. On Netflix streaming, it's mm-hmm. called American Grindhouse. Did you see that? Uh, no, I haven't seen it, but I but it's it was, in my queue. It was good. It was it's on instant streaming. Yeah, so, I put it in my instant yeah, streaming queue. So, so I watched that, and it talked about the history of American Grindhouse right. cinema, mm-hmm. and it, it it talked about a movie that was like so controversial that they banned it really? for a while called Freaks. Back in 1932. I've seen that. And I I need to watch that. But I was thinking that I don't know if that's a movie that we could do for this type of thing. Why not? But I am I am going to get that. It's actually on Netflix. I went looking and I'm okay. going to get it. Okay, cool. Because I want to watch it because it was so controversial. that Dude, you know what's controversial up, about this? When you watch it, there there are the, the, a bunch of deformed people yeah. that are With in the challenges and stuff. Yeah. There, there are a certain type of person that's called a pinhead, I guess. Yes, that's what freaks me out. Do you know what? Do you want to hear something freaky? Yeah. That's what my youngest son, Cole, looked like when he was first born. Yeah. He got pulled out of... Yeah. I looked at him. He His head was, like, so stretched out. He looked like one of those... And my head just started sweating. I was so like, really? oh, my gosh, this kid is so ugly. Well, you know what's amazing is I saw um, there's there's one on the Lakers. His last name is Mobanga. <laughs> yeah. That well, That's that dude. It's, that guy has, like, no – his, like, ears are, like, like almost taller than his head. <laughs> I didn't want to say that a lot on the podcast because you knew what I was talking yes. about. So, anyway, I thought that could be one that we would All right, do. All right, we could do that. We could I'll do tell that. you what. I need to see that. But there were a ton of – that that was so educational about uh, the the history of exploitation films. Oh, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna check that out because there there is a t- they were talking about these guys the, the first guy to do real gore, and just he went over the top. Are you talking about Herschel Gordon Lewis? I don't know. It was something about they filmed it like a, in a bathroom, and then they did another one, <laughs> and like they pull a tongue out of a mouth. Uh-huh. And it's the first time like it was all. Gory I'll have to check that out because I I that's actually it in was my... a very interesting uh, cool documentary. I it was awesome. I'll watch that tonight. Awesome. You want to do that for next time or? Uh, you know, well, let's, I, let's talk about. It. Let's okay. figure it out because I don't know. Because I was thinking about a movie that might be over the line that I just barely got. Then let's. We but, may want to do, dude. That. It's I have never seen it, but <laughs> I have. But I have only heard of the most awful, terrible things. Because Antichrist about it. is one that we would do for this type of thing. Right? Yeah, this one is probably that bad. Really, it's called Necromantic. <laughs> I've never seen it. It's a German movie from I think the eighties. We, maybe we'll do that one. And Vaughn actually said that we should do that one, really, because uh, he'd like to hear our take on right. it. But we'll have to we'll have to keep make sure that nobody's walking by the the glass door while we're talking about that. That'd be awesome. Do you want to do that? Let's do it. Are you let's sure? Do it. Yeah, let's do that, dude. It's about ladies doing it with dead guys. Listen, that happens. Okay, Sometimes all right. It goes on. Listen, I just here here's the deal. 
here's the deal. I what? There's been a couple. Of, I brought a buddy over, Jared, yeah. and I had him watch. And he was like, "Oh, I'm getting into horror movies." Blah 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 blah. Oh yeah, Jared. And then I had, and then I had him. Uh, so I threw on Reanimator. Yeah. And I forgot about the whole head and yeah. le 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 stuff, you yeah. know. And and uh, he's like freaked out. He's like, "You watch that stuff? <laughs> I don't want to do that." You know, this is like this is probably. I've never seen it, so it's all conjecture on my part, but. I have a feeling that it's going to be kind of, you know, kind of in that vein. But we'll definitely get a WTF. Did you just say in that vein? I did. I did. In that blue vein, one-eyed zipperfish. That has to be propped up with a hanger because the guy's dead. Exactly. <laughs> Unless you can catch it right at the right time with a rigger. Sick. All I'm me sick. I didn't make a movie about it. Yeah, you did. No. You might as well have. All I'm saying is, is if we do that, you cannot hold me personally accountable for that movie. Listen, I will not hold you personally accountable, but I let's just say that I will try my hardest to get all the way through it. And if I have to turn it off, that even makes the show all that much better. Okay. All right. Then it's a done deal. I have it. I'll get Necromantic? Necromantic. Do you think Netflix has it? Uh, no, I'll have to give it to you. Okay. <laughs> I think it's I on the down low. I, yeah, I think. Oh. Ne- well, I don't know. Actually, I don't think they have it, but I think they can save Necromantic Part Two. Oh. I, I think it's to save. It's not, but I'll, I'll take care of that. We, no, that we'll get it. Anyways, a um, couple things. We, we didn't do any voicemails this episode, but send us some voicemails two zero six three three nine two seven three zero. Uh, for the regular show, we're going to be doing demons. We haven't yeah. even, I haven't even got you what we're going to be watching or anything like that. Well, we can't do yeah, We still have a couple weeks mm-hmm. before we're going to. Are we going to record on the 18th? Do you want to do it on the 18th? Okay. Um, and also, um, Hammockus, for those of you who enjoy Hammockus, we're only going to be putting it down the Cadaver Lab stream, uh, our feed, until Christmas, and then we're going to let it fly away like its own little child. Oh, really? And we're going we're gonna to just make... So so go to iTunes, check it out, go to hammockus.com. I'm actually going to go work on the site a little bit because it's kind of difficult to, to subscribe to it by any links on the sites. But but uh, I'm actually recording Hammockus tonight because I'm a podcast slut. I, I said I was a podcast whore, but then uh, Gracie's Poppy said, well... If you were a whore, you'd be getting paid for it. I'm like, that's a great point. I'm, a, I'm just a slut. I oh, give it away for yeah, free. That's a good point. But, uh, but anyway, um, I guess that's it. Any, anything else? No, this was awesome. This, uh, is, this is fantastic. Dude, this is going to be this, a good idea. You know, you know what else is so good about this? Is that if I wasn't doing this right now, I'd be working. <laughs> <laughs> I've had like six missed calls. So I didn't see a little anything. sweet. hope they're not important. I don't know. Well, so I guess that's it. So from the Cadaver Lab, we'll see you later.